Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the one, the only fan club dedicated exclusively to effects pedals. If you love effects pedals and you love talking about effects pedals, you are in the right place. That's right, the effects pedal fan club podcast. I am Justin. I'm Vince. Vince, we are on to um, pretty exciting ground, I think, right here, because last week we did our NAM highlights, and that was pretty much gear-focused. And yeah. that's, that's great, right? We love we, gear focus. Yeah, we tried to keep it gear-focused. We, we, we tried. We didn't <laughs> really succeed. I'll say we that. We did a like, pretty good job. It, it was our intention to have one that was gear-focused. And although we did actually, like, we hit that mark, although we uh, we got derailed a couple times um, just because there was so much to talk about. But, yeah, last one was gear-focused. Um, talked about our favorite like our three gear highlights that we saw, whether it was uh, new pedals we didn't know about or um, the pedals that we were really looking forward to. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, well, again, welcome to the fan club because we'd get a little tangential, but in this episode, we're going to talk about all the things in Nam that is seems like they transcend gear and probably why we like gear so much. Yeah. All the heartfelt moments, all the fun highlights of meeting various people that we've only known from the internet, and just all the goodwill that we found there. That's what we're yeah. going to get into in this one. And again, we had this pre-production meeting, Vince and I, and we're like, oh, should we do top three? And Vince had a great point. Like, there's no way we could rate these. And also, yeah. they're probably the same for both of us. Yeah. So we're just going to go back and forth talking about some of our favorite moments from Nam. But before we get into that, Vince... I know you're buried with work right now. I'm also buried with work. Yeah. How are things outside of that? How are, you know, any new, do we have any new pedals? Uh, anything that you're, you're looking at right now? Um, have you had a chance just to take a, take a breath and look around and see what's going on in the effects pedal world? What's, what's up? Uh, I mean, not a ton, huge news in the, the effects pedal world. Um, I think you reposted this on our, um, Instagram is that, uh, Ben Fulton over at Redwich released another exclusive pedal. Um, I did. I, I shared, I think I shared released, the PSA. Yeah, it released earlier this week. Um, and so, I mean, stoked for Red Witch, stoked for anybody that was able to get their hands on one because if you follow Red Witch, uh, especially over the last few years, how limited uh, those pedals are and how hard they are to, to make sure you get one um, is really tough. Um, and they're just... They make such great pedals. They, yeah, so, Ben is a Ben is a legend, especially yeah. also a fan, a friend of the club. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you, if I'm trying to think, oh, what's great about it is, is our our email. So if you ever want to email the club, you can just hit us up at effectspedalfanclub at gmail.com. His po emails had always like are really we're always going into like uh, categorization within Gmail. That wasn't like our primary feed. But, oh yeah. <laughs> and so we always miss the pedals, but this time I made, made, made sure that, uh, the Gmail filtration knew that I wanted to read those pedals immediately. And that's how I was uh, notified. But again, it was too oh, late nice. to get a pedal. I tried Vince, but yeah, it, it, I know, happened, it happened too fast. Dude, it's tough. He even puts, you know, uh, he puts the release times out there for based on your location too. He's like, it's, it's going on sale at this time, you know, West Coast America, this time in England, this time, yep. um, Australia, New Zealand, 
whatever those time zones are. I don't actually know. I don't know what those time zones are. They're, but, I think yeah, they're in the no, future. So, yeah. <laughs> um, ben is from the future. <laughs> yeah. Uh, outside of that, I mean, the only big news was that I successfully messed around with uh, a noise gate. I can't remember if I even talked about that, but I was looking at noise gates. I got one in. It's on my board. It was tested in multiple spots um, on my board, and it's really because my setup of a tube screamer into a big muff is, I mean, just it creates a lot of noise. Oh, um, that, yeah, yeah, I gotcha. How does it work? It works great. It's really, no way. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Which um, uh, which one? You ended up with the EHX one, right? Yeah, the silencer. The silencer. Um, um, oh, the big thing we figured out was like, how does the four cable work, right? And I yeah. don't think you've, tr- or I don't know if you were trying that or if you just tried it with. I haven't. I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't tested that yet. Um, because the idea of that is like it uh, enables the uh, noise gate to happen after the preamp, and so it's supposed to help. Um, and you can have it in your effect chain pretty much anywhere. And there's like diagrams to show like what cable goes where. And if you have, uh, modulation or time effects that like where those would go in the chain. Um, cause it's pretty crazy, but I, I haven't been able to test that yet. And I was thinking it wouldn't make much of a difference cause I don't use any gain from like my, my preamp on my actual mm-hmm. amplifier. It's clean, 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 like super clean. So yeah, that's I, uh, I didn't even think about time-based effects because if you have a noise gate, you would lose your potentially lose your reverb and delay trails, right? If you had it yeah. after that, yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like this crazy uh, loop of like very specific where things would go in in the thing. But I I've not tested it yet. I I should still do it. But when I was testing the other things, I was like, I feel like it wouldn't matter because I don't like my preamp doesn't actually add really any gain to. Mm-hmm. My tone yeah, I feel like your all. I feel like your preamp, like your clean sound, is super clean, and there's yeah, I mean minimal amp hum. Um, well, that's cool news. Uh, yeah, Vince, I'm I'm stoked to see how you, I actually want to come play it just to see how it, how it sounds and yeah, um, how to control like the threshold of the noise gate. Um, that's great. Yeah, how about you? I know you you've got uh, new pedal day. But yeah, I well, if, I mean, we'll have is to that spend for a different episode. It's probably for a different episode. Okay, just, just well, just know. I mean, we we talked about it uh, in the last couple episodes. I did get in on the early Lizard Queen, the big box version of it. Yeah, and I think, um, I think I got I got in, or I think it's number eight hundred and some. There was eighty left when I when I got it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll go into it in great detail. All I have to say is, as of right now. It has replaced all my octave fuzzes on my board. It wow. has kicked off the FC2, the FC3, uh, the Shinny. Also, have a um, some news about Frederick effects. We'll get into it in another episode. We have okay. a lot of ground to cover right now. Yeah, yeah. But if you're actually considering the Lizard Queen from EHX and the JHS collaboration, and you like octave fuzz distortion, it's ninety nine dollars. Just and you just like I need to take a punt on it. Go get one. They yeah. are unreal and the thing i like about it it's fixed gain so all the controls on there are more tone controls and volume controls than gain so it's just it's it's the perfect pedal for me i'm super excited about it we'll get into it later though i can't stop talking about it because i love it so much i actually just jammed it just to get stoked for this episode i was like i'm gonna go play for like 15 (laughs) minutes um it is such a good pedal 
Nice. Um, yep. So anyways, but, Vince, we should probably get into it, huh? Yeah. Let's talk about some of the events that happened in, um, at NAMM because uh, we probably, I don't even remember what we did or didn't talk about last episode because there was just so much and we would go off on tangents about running into this person or that person or seeing this. Um, but I think one of the highlights that um, was really cool for us because we we're not very well known. There's a lot of people that know about us. We reach out to a lot of builders and there's um, a few collectors and players that know who we are, but um, we were, someone reached out to us before NAM to set up a kind of a meeting because they were releasing their company's first pedal and they wanted to show it to us. Um, and really kind of like, uh, I don't know. I can't, I think I, it was, so the way I think it works in, I don't believe it's AI, but as a media, as a representative of the media for NAM, you submit yeah. what you're interested in. And then NAM's job is to find people that are builders or uh, makers or producers of a certain type of product. And if somehow that Venn diagram matches, uh -huh. then they put you in contact and that person you're referring to, which now that I think back about it was super interesting and maybe didn't work, but Maggie McClure, who's a singer songwriter and her husband, Shane yeah. created a pedal with, um, the one I believe is what it was. Yeah. Um, what was the, what's, who's the builder? I, f I can't believe I forgot about the, Oh, their company name is, uh, yeah. Wonderland. I think that's right. Yeah. That Wonderland. Right? Wonderland. Yeah. So that was their first pedal. Anyways, we get the email that they want to connect. You go onto the calendar, you set up a time, you choose a location. And again, Vince and I had no idea about where this location, the map of NAM or anything. So we just chose the pro audio lounge at 11 o'clock on Friday to meet. Yep. We're like, oh, that sounds like a place that you would meet and talk about a guitar pedal. Yep. Um, it's not, it, um, it, I thought it was going to have uh, isolated sound booths and maybe like a podcast studio. And I think those were offered. It was just that we were naive about how this worked. So we invited Maggie Moore and Shane to walk all the way from where their booth was with the Benson Amps folks across yeah. basically four miles of music halls to yeah. find us in a place they had no idea that existed. Neither did we. Uh, so, well, and the funny thing, thinking about it now, I don't think it could have been further from <laughs> the location of like no. of their booths and where we were spending most of our time in Hall D. You'd have to walk to the other end of the convention center, out the doors to the other building that was on the other side of A, and it was downstairs in the far back corner of that building. It couldn't, you're right, Vince, it couldn't have been any further. I don't think further. there was a spot that would have been further that we could have picked in the entire, like, area. Um, but again, we didn't really know the layout. We were just like, we were given a list of like, hey, would you like to meet this person? Here's the spots where you could meet. And we're like, that sounds good. Um, but yeah, so not only that, um, so we get there and we're pretty much walking around this area looking at a map being like, it's right here. Like, we're on top of it. I don't understand what it is. And as we're looking around, I realized that the lounge is actually a large area that we were standing in. It was a place that had some tables set up, almost like a small lunch or break room, but it was in the middle of the floor 
uh, among every everything else. And there was a spot where you could get some like coffee or drinks or snacks. And then a few tables that people were sitting at. And I realized, oh my God, this entire area is the lounge. Um, and luckily I had figured that out because we kind of parked and then Googled Maggie McClure and be so like, what does she, she like? look like? <laughs> so we can <laughs> spot them. Uh, and we almost instantly did. It was kind of funny. They were looking for the exact same thing. They were like, we don't understand where the lounge is. Um, but yeah, like we had like looked it up and we were looking around and saw someone that looked like it might've been her walking around, looking at her phone and Justin walked up to her and was like, introduced himself. Um, and we ended up meeting him there, but it was kind of hysterical because we both had the same issue and we, and we didn't, we had no way to exchange numbers beforehand either. And so there was no way to be like, Hey, we don't, where are you at? Like, let's meet up type thing it was kind of just uh this was the plan hope we find them <laughs> fingers crossed yeah yeah but it, it was like uh two two people walking around with like witching sticks trying to find water <laughs> like we had our phones yeah. out we're like crossing <laughs> paths it was so funny um but i i have to say that was like one of the the highlights you're bringing up a great one just meeting those two was you know yeah just such good people and they were so passionate about this pedal i can't yeah. wait to um get to play it through our rigs yeah, no, and the pedal was really cool. They, um, and it was neat the kind of three way collaboration they have with their, um, the other partner who was also like one of the engineers on it. Um, just kind of Shane being, you know, a, a the great Heck guitarist, of a guitar player, is, man. Uh, I mean, killer guitar man, player. God dang, he's and, good. And, um, kind of like his take on kind of what they wanted this pedal to sound like. Um, and it's a very, they wanted it to be a high-end pedal um, for players that wanted a very specific, you know, type of sound. And I, I feel like they hit that mark because we looked at the pedal, the quality looked great, um, beautiful looking pedal. And then we were like, well, we want to hear it. And they're like, well, we have one set up at our booth on the other end. So we, <laughs> we, we did end up like meeting them, talking to about it at the lounge and then walking back to their booth and kind of getting a demo of it too. Um, yeah which was just, it, that was a really cool. Uh, Super great highlight. Yeah. And if you, so if you don't know who Maggie McClure and, and uh, Shane are, they are in the band, The Imaginaries. Yeah. So follow them on Instagram, go see their shows. Uh, just really, really good human beings. Couldn't be nicer. Um, and then also they wrote the soundtrack for, a cowgirl song on Netflix. So, yep. and they're in it, they're performing in the, the film. So check out Netflix, a cowgirl song, um, just some neat human beings. It was awesome to meet them. And we, they're, they want to come on the show, which will be exciting. So you can yep. hear just how cool they are. So, um, that was funny, Vince, that we just totally messed up that meet and greet. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> You're right. It couldn't have, it couldn't have been further away from where we originally, where we ended up talking to him at. Yeah. Well, um, it, it was hard to understand. Like I, we had seen a map beforehand, but it was hard to like really the scale of it was like really hard. Everything, to, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what's a what's another highlight for you, Justin? Oh, um, it's got to be like this was in the hopes and dreams. I was like, oh, I'd really like to meet Mick Taylor from that pedal show. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just such a sage of wisdom, uh, not only about guitar, but like just 
uh, life and he just seems like a very authentic and genuine human being. And then we were getting water and just looked up and it was like Mick Taylor and we're like, Hey, what's up? And he didn't know who we were at all. Cause yeah. I don't think, I mean, I don't think YouTube on the, that pedal show works with like a thousand people watching the show. He can't, he doesn't see us, but we see <laughs> them all the time. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I always do super chats and I just, I'm always curious about, you know, what they're up to and they've been, you know, uh, just like a, a constant in our lives for so long. And when I said my name, he's like, Oh, I know Justin Paylog. And then, um, getting to meet that meet, meet him was just a, a dream. You know, it was like one of the hopes and dreams come true just cause he is exactly who he is on camera. He's a really good human being. And so yeah. he, 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 I'm sure he was super busy, took a lot of time to hang out and talk to us and learn about us and just yeah. a great guy. Yeah. And I want to, I mean, Mick Taylor being the first one that we ran into, that was, um, you know, a person that I would consider pretty, uh, be a pretty big deal at an event like that. You know, um, he's very well known, like they have a very, uh, successful show and YouTube channel. Um, and it was like this with a lot of people that we talked to like Mick Taylor when we, like Justin said, he, I'm sure they were very busy and they were getting, you know, recognized by tons of people. He, every person that we talked to took genuine time to have conversations with us and not ones that were, you know, us being like, Hey, we're huge fans. Thank you for what you do. All that kind of stuff. You know, it wasn't just that, but they would then, you know, engage and continue the conversation. They weren't just looking to, you know, accept compliments and go on with their day. They were engaging with us too. Um, and that happened with everybody that we talked to that I thought would probably not because they had plenty of other things that they probably wanted to do. Um, and getting stopped constantly by people who want to talk to him, I'm sure, you know, gets time consuming, but no, I mean, he was so wonderful, um, and talked to us and he was nice and yeah, it was really, a kind of surreal meeting him in real life. Totally. Um, and yeah, yeah just uh, genuinely nice person. It was uh, awesome. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So shout out to Mick Taylor um, and that pedal show. Yeah. You know, if you don't watch the show, I can't believe you're not. You should definitely check it out. They are wonderful human beings. Him and Dan, uh, and uh, Catherine and BV and all those folks over there. Uh, as good as it gets, they are the best on the net, and they um, uh, they're no different in real life. And that's funny you say about like just trying to cross the NAM floor is like a, a internet celebrity. Cause yeah. when we, when this is, this goes exactly to what you were saying. Another highlight was running into Danish Pete. Yeah. Um, one getting to hear him play live, you realize just how talented he is as a guitar player. I mean, yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. Cause we, before we had run into him, uh, randomly throughout the floor, we had walked up to, a. Uh, I think it was a Chapman guitar Chapman, demo. Chapman mm -hmm. guitar demo, and he was, you know, playing to a loop and just phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> mind-blowingly good. Every phrase, everything was just uh, one. It was authentic, but two, it was fresh. Like he was just yeah. changing it up, and just like there was no uh, no disconnect between him and his guitar. He was wasn't thinking. He was just flowing, and it was yeah. wonderful to watch him play. He's such a talented yep. individual. Yep. And then, yeah, as Justin said, later we ran into him. Um, and kind of talked with him a bit and told him that we caught his demo at Chapman and that it was super rad. Um, 
and the con conversation with him went uh, the same way. You know, he was, he seemed to enjoy the conversation with us and continued it, you know, as long as we did. Like he wasn't looking to try and get away and go, go do something. He was fully engaged in um, talking to us, which it, it felt really nice. <laughs> It did feel nice. And then the, the funny part about it was just like you said, is like, I was like, Oh, how are you? You know, I think we asked him like how he's enjoying Nam, And he's like, I love Nam. And, but then he was like, for, but for me to walk 20 feet takes six hours. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? It> was... <laughs> yep. Yeah. He did, yeah. He, he mentioned that, which I'm sure it was, it's gotta be rough, but another yep. person that was just so humble and nice and genuine. Yep. And, um, yeah, the is, thing about Pete, Danish Pete was when we met him, you know, I think we just wanted to compliment on his playing and let him know. And the first thing he asked, he's like, what's your name? Like he was like immediately like, oh, less yeah. about me, more about you. And I yeah. think that, like you said, is a very consistent with everybody we met there. And it's just why the pedal musician world is so great. I mean, it's such yeah. a great community. Yep. What about, what about you, Vince? Who's next on your, on your highlight? I mean, one of the other things that was really cool for me was um, when we we were walking around all day and decided let's have a seat for a couple minutes, rest our legs. I had some snacks in the bag. We sit in snacks and we were at this, the reverb booth. Uh, and we just happened to just sit there because there were chairs. Um, we didn't, it was really, really it looked comfortable for sure. Yeah. We didn't really intend on doing anything there except sit and kind of plan out where we were going next. Um, and we were approached by, um, reverb Dave, I believe. Was Dave the second one we talked to? Dave, yep. So we ran into both Phil and Dave. So Phil was the first person we crossed path with. And then Dave, who was employee number eight or something. Was that right? At Reverb? Something crazy like that. Something crazy no, like no. that. No, no. He said he's he's said Reverb's been around for nine years. I've been there for eight. That's right. That's right. So That's like, right. I mean, is probably a pretty uh low number on like the employee number of well, like Yeah, I think he was just maybe like Dave or something. Um, but yeah, he was, he was great. And then just to get a, like a little, not only a look into how reverb operates and works, but to hear what people that work at reverb are stoked on, you know, whether it's guitars or pedals or amps, they're just, I mean, they're just the same as us. And they, oh, yeah. I think they have to go through the same protocol, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the limited release stuff, nothing's going out to them early. Um, no. they're still like, you know, setting their, their calendars and their alarms and, um, just hearing just how passionate he was about effects pedal was, you know, really great. And also I was like, Dave, you make it real easy to spend money. Yeah. Um, a <laughs> reverb is real effective at, yeah. <laughs> at that. Um, but yeah, the, the cool thing about that instance was, um, yeah, we were kind of approaching. He just kind of came up to chat with us. Um, and the conversation we kind of got into was ended up being really cool. He asked about kind of what we do um, and was really like, was really pumped on our podcast. And uh, I mean, he loved the idea. He said he hadn't heard it yet. Um, but the the interesting thing was like how stoked he was. Cause I mean, another person would walk up and he goes, yo, have you guys met these guys? They're part of the effects fan club. <laughs> podcast right. and was like introducing us to people as they walked up. Um, and, um, uh, I mean, mentioned that he would like to have us out to Chicago to read. Oh, I know. Um, to do, do a live show of the effects pedal fan club to do a show, um, for them, like a short video or a live show. Um, which was really cool. Cause I feel like those are opportunities that we probably wouldn't get if we didn't go out and do stuff like go to Nam. Yeah. Um, and so that was a, uh, really cool, you know, 
um, event. So if, if you're a fan us. of the club and you know Dave, let him know we are definitely in to going out and oh, yeah. doing a live show from Reverb headquarters in Chicago. Yeah. Also, uh, I apologize if, if Dave is listening, but I looked at his last name on his business card and I will, I'm not even going to attempt it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, we'll just call it Dave from Reverb. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, sh- I should have asked while we were there because I remember looking at it and being like, I'm not going to attempt that. <laughs> no, nah, if he was there like the, like the first year or whatever, the, it was established, he's just yeah. Dave from Reverb. Everybody sure knows Dave, Dave from Reverb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, um, yeah, yeah, so what else, what else have you got, Vince? Um, oh, my God, running into random people that we knew. Um, I mean, we ran into... Um, buddy bars from Colorado like almost oh yeah yeah instantly yeah. the first day the first day from uh, uh he makes the autumn drive yeah um let me confirm that his instagram the instagram account because he he just came up and introduced himself and that was awesome yeah uh and so that was and i say first day i mean like r- shortly after we showed up the nam i don't know if that's the first day of nam or not but <laughs> that was I, it was our first day of nam yeah um and that was really cool. We ended up running into John Snyder. Oh, that was um, the coolest. Which was so cool. From Electronic um, Audio Experiments, yeah. friend of the club. And it was so fun talking to him because since we had last talked to him, we went to that swap meet where we met multiple pedal builders that were in these different chat groups with him. And John Snyder's just out there solving everybody's problems. They're like, oh my God, I'm stuck on this. And John's like, oh, here's the answer. And they're like, oh my God, that's brilliant they're like that's yep. you're he's right that's it um and so it's kind of <laughs> exciting to tell him like by the way you apparently solve everybody's problems like they run into a power issue or an issue with you know some sort of circuitry and you're just he's just out there fixing everybody's problems um so it's really cool to see him uh and that was kind of random we were at a booth and happened to spot him through the crowd at, uh walking around um and so that was super rad. He was also extremely nice and really fun to talk to. Um, they had like a show. There was like a pop-up show that was going on after NAM that Electronic Audio Experiments, Chase Bliss, Maris, uh, Maris, and multiple other pedal companies were doing because, um, I mean, the cost to get a booth at NAM I'm sure is crazy expensive. So they put together this little thing of like all these other companies to go do something afterwards at like a sandwich shop i think is where it was going down <laughs> yeah it was like side um, at a sandwich shop and we had no clue this was happening and we were really bummed because it was happening while we were leaving while we were leaving while we were on a plane yeah um but yeah we thought that was really cool we look forward to kind of hoping to learn about some of that stuff beforehand next time so we can plan around it because i would i would have loved to go to that that would have been so cool because yeah. uh, Chase Bliss and Maris were also not at NAM, so like, would have been really cool to kind of see what they had um, prepared. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm looking at our list of other folks we ran into. That was just really cool. Oh, Addison from JHS. Yeah. I mean, how cool was it to run into Addison there? Just that contacting I mean, that was, all day. That was a um, that was another one that was kind of wild because. Um, it's just unexpected. You like walk by as someone and then recognize them. Be like, oh my God, hi. Uh, and it was funny too, because Justin and Addison have uh, exchanged conversations a, a lot. Just yeah, not yeah. Addison in um, person. 
actually Addison wrote, he, Josh and Nick wrote the soundtrack for my film gravel love letter last year. Yep. And Addison did the mix on it. So he's a, I mean, that's what he does. That's his world is professional sound mixing. So he actually did the mix on the film or on the, um, on the, 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 the tracks and did mix the soundtrack. So, yep. So we've just been buds ever since. And it was so great to run into him. Actually, he's, I'm actually hiring him for a job in, Tulsa, Oklahoma next month. He's going to be a sound mixer for me, um, on this documentary. So it's yeah. going to be great to, but yeah, I was just so, I didn't expect to see him there and I just looked up and like, yeah, there he is, you know, like the JHS show just like walked into, per, walked into <laughs> our field of view. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so that was really cool. And the guy that he was with, I didn't know. And I kind of felt bad and it was, a. Uh, it kind of it was kind of funny too because they were having a competition of who would get recognized more because <laughs> right. Addison was there helping out his buddy who was trying to um, yeah I, I think mean, his buddy's a pretty famous uh, synth guy in yeah. my estimation right yeah and so uh, they had this they were having this competition of like who actually gets recognized more and us you know walking we we added two to addison's call yeah (laughs) and (laughs) so they were uh i mean they were both i mean they were both saying no the other guy's going to get recognized more but apparently that day addison was up when we had (laughs) when we'd met him but day one um his buddy was up so like it was kind of funny i I feel like it was probably different depending on which area they were in too. Because if he's like oh, a synth sure. guy, there was like that whole synth section of that NAM section that we wandered unreal. into. And yeah. oh my God, that was another crazy thing that I don't know if we mentioned that on the last episode, but the, the synth devices that we ran into. The synth that, palace. Yeah, that were all like touch. like Oh, you're talking about earworm specific synthes? Synthesis? Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick side tangent. Yeah, the the synths, since the oscillations and the generators were all um, tactile. Yeah, like they they were designed so that you, as a person, would use your brain to like explore it with your hands and make yeah. noise. It was fascinating. But it, yeah, and it was like a thing where like touching two different nodes, your body was what connected the two. Mm-hmm pieces together and that's what started to make the sound so if you just touch one it does nothing but if you touch two it creates a connection between you and whether you do it with like one hand or two hands makes a different sound because it's traveling through your body differently it was all kinds of like really really cool mind-blowing stuff happening at that booth yeah Um, that was awesome but yeah that was a side tangent um one of the other people we ran into randomly that we definitely want to mention is uh zach from mythos Mythos. Yeah. yeah Um, and that was another kind of random one that was, and still, and what a great guy that guy is. I know, you know, I mean, he took all the time in the world just to chat and also, you know, I mean, our story from mythos goes way back because our like big guitar shop, local guitar shop, like of note is wildwood guitars, you know, like I think the largest Gibson dealer in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was like four or five, five years ago, or maybe, I don't know, it was like right around the start of the plague. Um, Wildwood, or maybe it was right before that. No, it was actually two years before the plague, I think. Wildwood, yeah. released, um, Wildwood released the first collaboration they did with me, uh, Zach, which was the Wildwood Milner, the Wildwood mm-hmm. Spec Milner. Yeah. And I think that's how we got introduced to um, Zach uh, and meet those pedals and man, it was just great to run into that guy. Um, what a, what a just gentleman and just a super, super nice guy. And also to hear his stories about 
him working at Carter Vintage Guitars and seeing the first oh. ever burst. That was insane. Yeah. He had, <laughs> I, I forgot about that story. That was, yeah, pretty nuts. Yep. He took in, I don't think we can say, we don't, we definitely can't say the prices, um, but he, for what it was offered and what it was sold for. But the very first ever burst, you know, Gibson Les Paul came through Carter Vintage Guitars, which is, you know, he was there to play it, uh, received it in, sold it, that whole transaction. Um, and to hear the story of it, because I think it was original owner. And the story was yeah. the burst was a demo model um, that, uh, like a door-to-door salesperson was taking around like the very first one and, and showing it to other guitar shops and uh, using it like basically a walking nam to get the Les Paul into guitar stores. And this one I think was at a guitar store. And then the gentleman that the original owner came in, he was maybe 14 or 15 to buy it um, for his birthday. His father was getting it for his birthday. But I mean, just to, you know, in hindsight, the historic nature of that transaction yeah. is completely mind-boggling. And yeah. so, and then I, I mean, that, at the time, know, it probably it. Yeah. didn't seem like it meant much. I mean, it was just a, a guitar that you'd buy for your kid, your your teenage exactly. Kid. This one's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so neat. Yep. And so, having here, you know, having him tell us that story on the Nam floor was just like just a really just uh, again, <laughs> um, just an experience that you would have nowhere else but the show, which was, which is great. Yeah. Um, I think those are, I mean, Oh no, we have to talk about, um, Jamie at the guitar showcase. I almost forgot about Jamie. I was actually talking to Shauna, your wife about it because, uh, she was over at my house this last weekend for that event you were out of town, but she was asking how the show went. And like, um, she had mentioned, uh, Cozumel, which I think is where you had met Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I told her about, you know, kind of our interactions with them, which, uh, was a little different because Justin had met Jamie when him and his wife went to Cozumel and they went scuba diving. Um, and apparently Jamie's wife was just wearing a, um, shirt with, I don't know if it was a Les Paul shirt or yeah, it was a, just like a vintage guitar shirt. Yeah. It was just a vintage guitar shirt. And Justin struck up, a, struck up a conversation with her about it. Um, and then kind of once they realized that Justin wasn't just a random person that saw a guitar shirt and wanted to talk, um, that he was legitimately, you know, interested and kind of knew about the world. Um, that's when he found out Jamie was, basically the guy that does this traveling <laughs> vintage guitar show. Oh, not vintage, uh, uh, boutique guitar show. Boutique guitar show. I'm sorry. Yeah. Boutique yeah. guitar showcase. And, um, I mean, going the, the setup they had at Nam was uh, crazy. Um, and so I had met Jamie there cause Justin's like, we got to go say hi to him. Cause he's told me to do it. He said he was going to be here. And so we went and talked to him and that was another person that, was busier than any person that I could imagine at Nam. I mean, constant people coming up and talking to him. He had meetings and all these, uh, panel discussions, panel discussions, and, yeah. all kinds of stuff that he was doing. Um, he was talking to, I mean, he had a busy schedule, but I mean, Justin and I walked up and he, 
uh, whoever he was talking to, the conversation was over, and he was then talking to us, and then he was like, yo, check this out, and just started showing us around, <laughs> and we started walking around Nam with Jamie, and he was showing us some of the cool stuff at his you know, boutique showcase and then some of the end caps of like these pieces and talking about the history and then talking about some of the builders that he had picked for the showcase and, um, kind of talked about what he does and then, um, was constantly trying to introduce us to more people. He's like, have you met this person? We're like, no, we don't know who that is. And he's like, you got to meet him. Come on. And then, <laughs> you know, would walk us to somebody else. And that was, that also felt really cool. Cause this is somebody that you, I would think had zero time for any conversations that weren't related to kind of what he had scheduled for Nam. Uh, yeah. If you're not familiar with Jamie Gale, go check out, you know, the best way to start with anything obviously is like, uh, Instagram. You could do the boutique guitar showcase and there, there's going to be links and stuff to what it is, but what he, he has elevated, I would consider the discussion of guitar, and it's marriage with design and the future. Um, he presents guitars that need to satisfy two criteria. And I'm probably very reductionist thinking here regarding Jamie would be like, no, 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 this is wrong. But I think what he's presenting is guitars that one advance the guitar narrative and two in an uncompromised way. So this is the best of the best that are adding to the guitar conversation. And the way, I think the biggest one that you and I could point to, Vince, was that bass guitar where the neck, although the frets were in line, was actually warped out of like ergonomically twisting to, pr yeah. to help you with your, to help your wrist position. Yeah. But along the fretboard, it was still straight. That's, I can't even, yeah. it's like an optical illusion and it was amazing. Yeah, you would you would look down the guitar, like if... Um, like down yeah, the neck of it, right? The neck of the guitar was twisted. So when you get further down on the neck, if you think about it, it gets a lot harder to keep your wrist, you know, towards your forearm. And so the neck was twisted so that your hand could be in a more natural position and still hit the frets. And as you came up the fretboard, it would naturally twist so that your fingers weren't, you know, your wrist wasn't necessarily changing positions or flexing right? either way. And that was, I mean, yeah, the, a really cool thing that I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. And the fact that, you know, a builder is able to do that without, and still keep everything else about the guitar functional. I mean, tuning is a huge one. Like how do you make sure fretting doesn't happen or, um, I mean, it's like, I mean, it was like luthier on level 10. Or yeah. 11. It's the design that goes into that is I'm sure is crazy, but yeah, it was, that was definitely a notable one for sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, just, uh, just to see what he's doing, I think is just, uh, fascinating. So check out boutique guitar showcase. Um, yeah. and again, and also had espresso, which was neat. Um, but yeah. And, oh, then also just so you know, Boutique Guitar Showcase goes on the road, like it's on tour. Yeah. So um, all these guitars get packed up and they get put in a tour bus and then they go through Europe and America. So, you know, sign up for the newsletter and if one of the showcases or events is coming to your town, go see Jamie Gale's Boutique Guitar Showcase. It yeah. is- Highly recommended. It's, it's, a, it's just, you're not gonna spend a better day looking at guitars. It is so, it, uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's the you know, he curates the best guitars in the world and then takes them out to the world to see. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think if we missed any. I don't think we I'm missed sure we anything. missed a ton, but I, like I said, it was there were there was very little downtime where we weren't doing something that was awesome. <laughs> like we were constantly like the 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 downtime was really when we went to like chill at the reverb thing and be like, oh, my legs are tired. Let's rest our legs and get a snack. And then we ended up getting a conversation with Dave, and that ended up being a notable experience. Um, like yeah, every, it was just it was just it just uh, like uh, atoms bouncing off one another, and every interaction was awesome. It really was, yeah. Um, I mean, let's. One other thing I wanted to mention that was really cool, yep. and this is a, a little out of our world because it's not guitar related necessarily. Um, when we had first met up with Maggie and Shane, they had said, "Hey, we played a show last night. Were you guys able to catch it?" And we were like, "Oh my God, no! We had no idea you guys were doing a show. Their band played, and we would have loved to see them." And they're like, "Oh, okay. We're like, we're, we're also doing like in a little acoustic set later." you should come check it out. That's and right. We're like, we would love to. Um, and so that was back basically at the place that we met. So again, across the other side of the gallery, the, the convention. Um, but we went to go watch them and it was set up. Um, the two of them were singing into this microphone that was suspended kind of in between them. And uh, if you wanted to hear it, because it was very loud at the convention, they were basically playing into this uh it was like hub. a hub for he- uh, for all uh, these other headphones. Headphones, so you yeah. Throw on the headphones and listen to them. And uh, not only were they, I mean, unbelievably good musicians and singers, and like yeah, their music so was so good. Um, the microphone they used was mind blowing to me because as soon as I put the headphones on, so they were standing, almost facing each other, kind of singing into the same microphone, and I was like, I it obviously so that you can hear them equally. But the weird thing was when you put on the headphones, they were coming out of different sides of the headphones. There was, it wasn't the same sound throughout the headphones and it was a specific microphone that was meant to pick up. It was a directional microphone that you like could, a stereo image almost, right? Like a stereo image microphone that, I mean, picked up one side, like each side perfectly without, there wasn't really any bleed to the other side either. And this is a, uh, this was a loud arena and they were really close to each other, but it picked them up perfectly. And this, the microphone was, I was like kind of blown away by the technology of this one microphone. Um, and we had talked to the people that made it. Um, I'm drawing a blank on it was AEG was the mic company. Yeah. I don't remember the model, but it was an I don't AEG the model. mic and it yeah, sounded AEG mic. Unreal. And then we talked to some of the people from AEG and they talked about um, the cool, one of the cool things they've seen with this mic is there was a guy that, picked that recorded an entire band session using oh, yeah. this one he microphone has a, it's and a YouTube he, channel and he didn't mix it at all. Like there was no level changing. He, all the mixing was done with distance from the microphone. So like he set up this entire band to play through this one mic and it picked it up and it, he adjusted the levels by people's distance from the microphone. Yep. And yep. I thought that that was so cool. Um, and just such a neat way to, you know, uh, I mean, record music and create something that maybe might sound the same as something else, but is done in such a creative and cool way. Yeah, I totally forgot about um, the concert, I remember, but yeah, that mic was amazing. And the idea of using a single mic in a relative distance mix for an entire band. He has a YouTube channel and I got to 
we'll have to we'll have to poke around. I think if if we Google around, we can find it for the fan club, probably, uh, and remember, and we'll and we'll uh, send it out. But that, yeah, that yeah. was a that was a good shout, and that was a great concert. It was a you know, just like you said, it was a weird environment to go see a show, but just to put headphones on and kind of like be in that chaos, but then immerse yourself in the imaginary's music was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really cool. So I think, I think that's all of our notes here, Vince. The big takeaway is NAM is not really a catalog thing anymore. It's a networking thing and everybody you meet there, at least in the effects pedal guitar world, is nothing but good human beings. They're just um, genuine human beings that are creative, talented, um, and authentic. And, you know, just, I think that was our big takeaway. It's like, these are really good people. Yeah. I think a a lot of that comes from people who, like, when your passion is music or creating in kind of that world and you're truly invested and you enjoy it, I think being around other people that, um, you know, appreciate those things. Um, yeah, is, I think it's really I, nice too. It is. And I'm just wondering, and maybe we're going a little tangential here and taking the, it just, it just came to my mind when you were saying that was like, what's unique about music and art and creativity in that sense is, and why maybe it is such a exercise and passion and the communities are so strong is there's no measuring stick, right? There's no, yeah. I went faster. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, better. Yeah. Even if you're a Danish Pete and you're an incredible guitarist, yeah, I think you have as much respect for uh, the person that's just learning or the person that's on their journey as you do, um, you know, uh, another kind of, you know, dojo master, you know, legendary player. There's no measuring stick. Everybody is on this journey together and that's what makes it special. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think a good point to that too is like every guitarist that I think I've had a conversation with that is truly a, an amazing guitarist, like, um, buddy blues, like buddy blues, a studio guitarist who clearly is extremely talented are all, I'm not very good at guitar. They're very humble. They're like, this person's way better guitar than I am. And if you ask that person, they're going to be like, no, 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 they're better. And that's <laughs> everyone we talk to is exactly like that. And I think that's, it comes from the same point of like, it, it's all comes from a, a place of a appreciation too, where, um, yeah. you know, somebody who's creating something, um, especially when it's true to themselves, it's like, you you can appreciate it for what it is. And it, it's not a, you're right. You're not comparing it to something else. You're seeing a creation, um, yep. uh, kind of in its own light. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I mean, where I think all of us, you know, effects pedal fans, musicians, we're all on this journey together and we're just at different points on it, but yeah. it's all the same journey. And so, yeah. um, I think that's what made at least our experience of Nam very special. And, uh, we're definitely looking forward to, um, having these people on the show, which seems like everybody I, was excited about coming on that, the show. I, I mean, that was the other thing. I want to, every person we talked to were like, oh, you have to, you have to be on the show. You got to come on the show. And they're like, oh my God, I would love to. Here's my information. I was like, yeah, yeah. everyone seemed very, very excited. So we're really excited to, um, upcoming this year. Like we're, pro, we're, we're almost halfway through the year now. Um, that's crazy. No, that I can't know. be right. 
Are we not? What, what no, month is it? Uh, a third not of quite. The way. Yeah. But like, oh my God, the idea I is like, we still have so much work to do this year. We do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to okay. throw that at you. But yeah, like excited to reach out to some of the people we've met and bring them on the show and kind of talk more about, you know, what they do and um, kind of just spread chat, the word. Chat guitars, chat pedals, chat gear, chat creativity um, with all of these, I mean, extremely talented people. They're all going to say there's somebody better, but it's going to be exciting, Vince. I know. I'm really uh, excited. I, yep. So we've gone a little longer and uh, than our normal 30-minute show, and we, t- yeah. we I think you, you, Vince, you actually warned us that that was going to be the case. I had this, a feeling it was going to happen. <laughs> you had a feeling. Uh, um, there's no way you can try and t- smash everything that happened into, I mean, we tried to do it in two episodes, and I still think there's stuff that we could probably talk about, but. That'll yeah. be when they come on the show. Yes. That actually, yep. that's, that's a good point. We'll bring yep. everybody on. We'll talk more about their our NAM experiences with them. Yep, exactly. So that's it for now. A little bit of housekeeping. We are at Effects Pedal Fan Club on the gram. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. That's a big help. Um, call the hotline, one 800 fans You can leave any questions, comments, and we'll get you on the show. And Vince, what's our advice for uh, potential pedal buyers? Uh Go get yourself a lizard queen. (laughs) Yeah, it's really really good. We'll talk about it on the next show. All right, Vince, uh, we are out of here. Goodbye. Take care.